are you telling me or all of us that that first day? First day was, was the first time I had ever touched commercial baking equipment. Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Well, Gage, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being on. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I'm just going to turn the microphone microphone now in English for our people. Uh, microphone over to you. Give us the few minute backstory of how you got started doing this, this bakery. It kind of sounds cool. Yeah, well, it's cool. Um, so Brudu had been, um, and we'll start off by saying it's pronounced Brudu. There we it's go. not a word. Um, it's Brudu like voodoo. That's how I always tell people. So they'll remember. Um, I had had this idea in 2017 and it, uh, it was the same year that a lot of things happened in my life. Okay. Um, and so you know, I was just kind of manifesting it, knowing that I wanted to be a baker, knowing that I wanted to have a cool punk rock, um, you know, location in either Seattle or Spokane start. Um, and so my girlfriend and I, uh, we had moved to Seattle and I had gotten a job at a place called Biscuit Bitch. Um, and it, that was like a, a whole different world for me because, you know, I had worked corporate, you know, jobs for the entirety of my young adult life. And so, um, going to this place where you would wake up, make biscuits and gravy, say, what up bitches, what can I get? Yeah. You know, that <laughs> kind of environment was just so different to me. And I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And it was a single female owned, um, you know, she goes by the name of Kimmy Spice. It's got quite the allure to it, um, but that's her real name. And she founded Biscuit Bitch by herself and still owns it outright today. Um, and she was just like the coolest uh, owner. And the way that she ran this business was for her people. Um, I mean, she would give people profit sharing. She uh, would take them... If you've been with her for two years, she'll take you to uh, Florida uh, over Christmas break for two weeks paid, closed down the shops. I mean, the way that this woman ran her business was so inspiring to me. So that was kind of the the starting point to Brudu, knowing that that's how I wanted it to be. And, um, and then tying my idea with her morals and ethics and the way that she ran things um, together, which then eventually led me to opening it in 2020. Uh, we opened May 23rd of 2020. So kind of, you know, two months after the coronavirus hit. Um, and we, you know, when we all thought it was still a, a flesh eating flag, um, <laughs> you know, so we were like, Oh, anybody want a cookie? Uh, and so we, uh, I had found this commissary downtown and they, uh, had posted an ad that they were renting out some space. And so I hit them up said, Hey, you know, I, I want to start this bakery, you know, and I didn't have much money. I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. Um, and so, uh, I had a private investor give me just a small, small portion of money. It was 10 grand. I was like, you know what, let's just, let's just try this out. Um, and so we opened and we did a Kickstarter to kind of do a pre-sale weekend just to see Mm -hmm. how, uh, you know, we would do. And then we oversold it by a thousand dollars and we were like, all right, well, here we go. Uh, so we uh, had opened, we did all the baking a day before and then baked off all the cookies the day of, and it was total insanity and super cool. Like the response was awesome. 
Um, but I mean, I had never baked in a commercial kitchen. I had never worked in a bakery. Um, I was just a self-taught home baker. You know, okay. I did a small portion of culinary school uh, the last two years of my high school education. But other than that, it was just basically sitting in front of my computer for two years straight, watching, you know, baking videos and doing testing recipes and trial and error and just seeing, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I know what good food tastes like. Look at me. Um, so it was just teaching myself well, the you. technique. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was just teaching myself the technique. And, um, you know, nowadays with social media, anything's possible. So, sure. uh, you know, I, I wasn't um, in the position to go fly to France and work under a great pastry chef and, and do that route. So you just do what you can. And here we are. So you had never baked in a commercial kitchen before you, that first day? Before not- that, I had worked in restaurant kitchens, but never okay. operated, you know, giant 60 quart mixers that sound like airplanes taking off when you start them up. Um, you know, I'd never <sighs> used um, uh, convection ovens that were commercial grade. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, that was all foreign to me. The, so, so, the, so make sure I'm, I'm tracking this. Are you telling me or all of us that that first day? First day was, was the first time I had ever touched commercial baking equipment. Wow. Okay. You yeah. are, you are either um, really brave or, or <laughs> well, really dumb. And I don't mean to insult you, but I, yeah, no, uh, you know, it was, you were faced with a, you either do or you don't, um, right, no. you know, I know I could make good things, but it was just with my KitchenAid at home and my, you know, my home convection oven. Sure, sure. Um, and so I knew what a good recipe was and what it would take to get me there. Um, and so, yeah, the day I, I had hired some, um, trained bakers to work on my team with me that had gone to culinary school, had a okay. passion for it. Um, and you know, prior to having them on board, I had just gone in there and tested it out, you know, um, just looked at the commercial kitchen. Oh my God, these are full size sheet pans. Sweet. Uh, a walk-in awesome. You know, it was, it was totally, uh, the baking side of it was foreign, but you know, working in restaurants, my mom owns a restaurant. So I'd worked there for a while. Okay. I'd worked at a place called Verace here in uh, Spokane. It's in Kimmel Yards. Super cool. Uh, Neapolitan wood fired pizza. No, oh, very cool. And then, of course, biscuit bitch. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, definitely a risk. It was all or nothing. So, so how many cookies did you guys bake that first day? Oh my gosh, I can't remember how many exactly, but um, we—I had taken a video, and I mean, it was hun- it was it was probably close to two thousand cookies, and you know, and then we had to deliver those two thousand cookies because we're delivering. Right. So it was, and you know, I had my little brother, he was with me. We were making, you know, routes at home on these Google maps because we had hundreds of addresses to go to and trying to find the most efficient way to do it. I mean, it was all foreign and we were like, you know what, we're just going to try it out. And it's you just gone totally great. winged it. I mean, the first night you just, 100%. that's, that's mm-hmm. and that's, that's, I admire you for this. Seriously. I mean, on one hand, you're like, <laughs> what are you thinking? On the other hand, it's like, wow, that's cool. That's very cool. All right. So you survived the first night and we're talking today. So you've obviously done okay. So good for you. What is it? What's different today from day one? I mean, well, uh, we were renting a commissary downtown in the bus plaza, um, which is a super weird combination to have this 
uh, you know, late night dessert bakery in a, a bus station. It was Greyhound. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you never know what you're going to get when you come and pick up your order or uh, you just, every night was different. Um, but in November, the landlord had told me that they were going to double my rent plus some. Oh. So for the same amount of space. And so, um, I was faced with, okay, well, we either can't pay that because it was wildly absurd. I could have had the most beautiful bakery in town or I can figure it out and buy my own commissary. Um, and so that's what I did Buy my own okay. commissary, which I'm sitting in right now. Um, okay. and we operate now out of the Spokane Valley, but, um, you know, we've got sweet, pink walls you can see there yeah and, i can see that uh, we got you know it, it's just cool it's our own vibe um you know it's a place that we can come to create and and um challenge so ourselves approximately how big is the commissary this one is only 1100 square feet okay. um the one we were working out of was pretty massive i think it was 4000 square feet oh wow um, okay but it was there was a multiple businesses housed in there mm-hmm. so um yeah this has worked so out got, great and you've got your own commissary now own commissary. Yep. I had actually bought it with another bakery owner. She was a startup. And, uh, as of last week, um, she has closed down her business and I took over the entire space. Uh, uh-huh. and yeah, so here we are. Brudu is stationed here in the Valley. And then, uh, towards the end of this year, we're looking at retail. Okay. So, yeah. So let's talk delivery. Are you guys doing your, are you doing your own delivery or is it, you know, can somebody do it through Uber Eats or, you know, uh, we're doing like our own delivery. Yeah. So oh, wow. we have our own drivers I actually have four delivery drivers. Um, and it's just like, I always say, it's just like your favorite pizza place. So, uh, Domino's right. pizza hut, when you see them, you know, running down the road, we've got the light up toppers that okay. say Brudu, um, and then they've got cookies on them. So it's, you know, when you pass a car that's like, is that a cookie on that? Topic? And you're just like, you're so confused <laughs> about the whole entire thing. Yes. Um, it is just like pizza delivery. So, uh, you know, you just go on our website and place an order and it gives you a time estimate. And then we show up with hot, warm cookies. It's very, very fun. So about, about how long does it take to get the cookies delivered? I mean, I, that's obviously depends on where you're located, but you know, yeah. I mean, Domino's used to have the 30 minutes or less thing until they got in trouble because oh. their drivers were like killing people. Um, yes, that, um, you know, it's hard because I try to cover a majority of Spokane. So we go 12 miles okay. um, any direction and that covers, you know, a large yeah. majority of Spokane. But, um, you know, on one end you have Cheney and on the other you have Liberty Lake. So mm-hmm. if you get an order that's in Cheney and in Liberty Lake and then some in between and mixed around, you know what I'm saying? You are just, it, it, it's so basically as the tickets print, um, mm-hmm. I'll kind of, uh, map them out. Usually, you know, they, they fire rapidly. So, um, you know, thankfully it's, it's really been, it's worked out good, but some nights, you know, it is, it is difficult because you'll get the ones that are constantly the furthest away, furthest away and then opposite sure. sides of it. And you can't, you don't have a drone, you know, we're not in helicopters. So, yeah, um, you will be, you will be. Yeah, right. Exactly. We're working on it, but yeah. Yeah. The, the delivery, the cookie delivery drone. I can just see it now. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Yep. So you guys are delivering to, to Cheney? We are. So students at Eastern on a Correct. Friday night can be getting hot chocolate chip cookies delivered to them. 
Absolutely. And, and actually Cheney is one of the places I am looking at, um, for retail because they only have a zips out there and they're open till 3am, but you know, our hours are, we're open till 1am. So having a late night dessert place in a college town, um, you know, sounds Sounds pretty, good. pretty lucrative, pretty lucrative. I mean, yeah, in the sense yeah. that you, you got a captive audience. Right. So, okay. wow. All right. So you've got four drivers, you're four going drivers. 12 miles each direction. Yep. How many, how big is Spokane now population wise? Uh, what do you think, what do you think? I think it's, it, well, I know that it's 600,000, but I know, uh, I just saw a crazy metric that says, it'll will be up to a million by 2023 or something. It was, I mean, it was like rapid growth because our real estate market is, is wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I it, didn't it, think Spokane was quite that big. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Well, and you know, they've been working on that North South freeway forever. And so we're going to have to figure out something because traffic here is getting to be like Seattle where you just wait and wait and wait and wait. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's cool. You know, growing up, I always wanted to live in the, the fun urban city, you know, like Seattle. Um, and now Spokane's kind of morphing into its own artsy, you know, really heavy on food. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really, it's really interesting. Right. And what we're, we're going to, we're going to get to that, but I want to keep talking about what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at your, I'm on your website right now and Glad I ate before we recorded this because I'd be I'd be very I'd be unhappy. I'd well, you be know very what? Unhappy. We actually just launched national shipping, so uh, oh. not only so are we doing local delivery and pickup, we're doing national shipping, and then we rolled out wholesaling two months ago. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at this um, this photograph, and it looks like, and it's not, but it looks like is this you pouring syrup into? A stainless steel bowl. It is. Yeah. That, that's our Instagram feed. So that was the latest. Yeah. So I'm looking at this and it looks like it's a, what caught my eyes. It looked like you were wearing a kiss t-shirt, but you're not, uh, it's something else. I can't quite tell. What, what is that t-shirt? Uh, that's totally got a random question. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a, a got make t-shirt. It's my favorite drag queen. So, okay. um, they okay. did a shirt that was kind of like kiss. Yeah. It kind of looked like that's what I thought. I was like, Oh, he's wearing right. Everybody okay. says, is that kiss? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, go ahead. How many different types of cookies? And I can look on the, I can click on the order now, but how many, tell us about your cookies and how did you Hollywood diet dough? Okay. Hollywood diet. diet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got uh, seven different flavors of cookies. Um, okay. We try and rotate them out, but uh, we the most recent one we just launched was our chocolate chip, which you think, hmm, that's weird. A cookie company didn't, hasn't had chocolate chip. Yes, um, for the very reason that everybody has a favorite chocolate chip cookie. So why would I put myself um, in okay. a position to compete with grandma, right? Um, right and right. so we launched that two months ago, and uh, it quickly became our number one seller. So is, huh? yeah, it, it bolted <laughs> right up. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you know, we try and do fun, uh, accommodations that you can't just get, you know, wherever, um, you know, to have that staple cookie to brew to name. Um, but you know, we, we release a new cookie every couple months. Um, not as often, you know, we're not just solely a cookie company. Um, we do cakes and other types of desserts. So, um, actually this is the first time I'm saying it, but next month we're launching sliced cake. 
to your door. Um, so not only will you be able to order hot cookies, you'll be or- able to order a six inch slice of cake you know, and whatever flavor you want. So chocolate, uh, rainbow, vanilla, um, carrot, okay. Oreo, whatever. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at, well, first off, I'm not clicking on the order button. So tell me about the Hollywood <laughs> diet dough. What's, what's, what type of cookie is the Hollywood diet? The Hollywood diet is our peanut butter cookie. Um, okay. and so we just sell the dough individually, but the cookie itself is a, a peanut butter cookie with butterfinger crumbing tops. And then chocolate ganache. All right. And then I love this one. Red rum. Love that. That's red rum. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just, you know, red velvet with some white chocolate chips. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So you're selling dough and the actual, so I could order dough. I did get a a kick out of it. The Hollywood diet says contains eggs, not edible. So good. Good. Well, you know, because you just got to keep yourself not liable for anybody that wants right. to know, which is pretty much everybody. Right. So, right. Mm-hmm. So you're selling, you, you've got milk. You've got, got milk. We got energy bowl. drinks. <laughs> we got uh, Coca-Cola of Mexico. I love it. I love yeah. it. You know, and uh, people love cookies and caffeine. A great combo. So, so the chocolate chips your number one seller. Uh, so this is a question I like to ask people and I'll put you on the spot. So have you ever thought I, well, we're going to make this cookie, like whatever you're going to have to tell me what that might be. And mm-hmm. you thought it was going to be really successful and it just didn't. Yes. Yeah, so on our first round of menus, um, we launched the cherry chip cookie which is a phenomenal cookie. I mean, really it is. It hits all the flavor notes. It's, it's chewy, it's light, it's vanilla, it's cherry, it's fresh. Mm, um, yeah. And it was our worst selling cookie, but the people that did like it are fan fanatics and DM me all the time about how pissed they are that we don't have the cherry chips. So you just can't win. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> that one was a flop. But, you know, cherries aren't very approachable. I mean, not everybody likes a cherry. Um, but you can't detect the cherry in the cake. And you know, growing up, my uh, grandma always made the boxed Betty Crocker cherry chip cake. So I wanted to create mm-hmm. a cookie that was the replica of that. Okay. Um, and so we did. And yeah, that one was our That one didn't make it. Huh? Didn't make it. No. Okay. So why, okay. So come back to the chocolate chip. You waited and I, you know, now that you, the way you said it was like, you know, everybody's got their favorite chocolate chip cookie. Like when I was a kid, my dad worked for Nabisco. And so all my friends thought I was the luckiest guy in the world because I had a garage full of Nabisco products. I mean, I'm not joking. Garage full. And when I was in college, my dad would bring over broken cases of Nabisco products and we sold them for 50 cents a pack. So I had the late night delivery thing going on, you know, in the dorms yeah. <laughs> many, many years ago at 50 cents a pack. I was a very popular guy around 2 a.m. I love it. Um, and everybody loved the Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. That hard, dry, Boring. nasty, nasty cookie. I just never liked them. So I get uh-huh. that people, you know, where's your chocolate chip cookie on the spectrum? Describe your chocolate chip cookie and why you waited so long. Yeah. So, well, we waited so long because I didn't want to rush, um, putting out a cookie that I wasn't proud of. 
Um, and so before launching, you have all this time to, you know, I baked every single night, um, you know, recipe development every single night. Uh, my girlfriend and mother-in-law and family and friends ate cookies and cake every single night for, you know, a year and a half straight. Um, and so, (laughs) you know, I had all that time to develop these recipes and then you open a business and you think, you know, well, I'm opening a business because I want to share my love of baked goods with people. And then you start having to retract and do business things like taxes and scheduling and business meetings and this and that. And so the last time I had in the kitchen for the production, um, became apparent and I didn't have the time to just sit around and formulate these recipes. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to make sure that I did give myself the time to, uh, come up with a cookie that we were proud of. Um, and so this cookie is a blend of three different sugars. Um, it's got milk chocolate chips, which are my favorite, but, um, it also has little pops of semi-sweet chocolate chips. So you're Mm -hmm. not just one note. Um, and then we cover it in sea salt to give you that salty oh. sweet. Okay. So yeah, I mean, it is seriously an amazing chocolate chip cookie and there are so many good competitors. Um, and so yeah, this was a contender that I was super proud of. And and that's when we were like, all right, well, you know, now's the time. Okay. Um, so it's, it's done well. And I mean, people will literally order just a dozen chocolate chip cookies to their door. So yeah. Wow. You were saying, and I'm just curious about something. You you were saying that when you were testing everything, you and family and friends were, you know, testing and eating cookies. Mm-hmm. How sick of cookies did you get? Did you get oh, to the point where you're like, I I'm don't beyond, want another cookie? I'm beyond <laughs> sick of cookies. Let me tell you. Um, you know, people are always asking me, you know, oh, because you're on the bakery, how many cookies? Yeah, I said, you know, honestly, on since we've opened, I can count on on one hand how many full cookies I've had. Um, and yeah, cookies, I, I love cookies, but, um, you know, there's another baker in town that I actually order from her name's three birdies and she just does one cookie, but they're the decorative style cookies. Um, so, you know, the artful, but it's just a harder shortbread style cookie. And because I'm always around my softer cookies, you know, I, I just, I'm so sick of cookies that there's, if there's one that I like, you know, I'll, I'll eat it, but not, yeah, it's, it's not very often. Okay. So that's the unfortunate thing is your love of cookies has become this love hate relationship with cookies. <laughs> yeah, for you're, sure. you're like, right. I love you, but I don't want to I've have you anymore. A cookie. Yeah. Yes. Any thought about doing like a brownie? Yeah. So, um, because we started out with such slim margins, um, you know, I had to grow the business in an organic way. So that's why next month we're finally, we do custom cakes now. Um, but next month we're adding, you know, slice cake to our production. And so we'll keep continuing to do that. When we have a retail bakery, we'll have a full bakery bar. Um, and so, you know, there will be things like uh, soft serve and uh, cheesecake and brownies and uh, blondies and lemon, bar, you know, things like that. Um, but we're not retail facing. So I have to make mm-hmm. sure that our menu small, fresh, and not too overwhelming. Um, sure. Because people are only looking at it through a digital screen, not in person. And mm-hmm. so the likeliness of, you know, making sure that everything stays fresh and gets out the door is harder well, than you have. You've done a great job on your, on your website. Thank you. Things look 
you know, like, like I said earlier, I'm glad I ate, so I'm not really hungry. You, <laughs> yeah, right. You've done, I mean, you, you've done a good job of presenting the product. Um, I could see, you know. Yeah. My little brother, he is into photography. So I pay him to, you know, do some photos for me. And then my uh, dad is a graphic designer. So all my logos and things like that are made by wow. him. Um, so the branding okay. piece is, is really a kind of a family ordeal, but. Um, That's cool. That's great yeah. that you have that. Yeah, for sure. I love these, I love these conversations. Cause I just, you know, you'll say something or the guest will say something and I'll have like 12 different questions that <laughs> yeah. are just not really related to what you just said, but somehow it clicked in my brain going back to delivery and you're delivering them warm. Do you have like those pizza serving bags that the pizza guys show up is, or how are you keeping the cookies warm? It's exactly identical to that. Um, so we have a method that we hot hold the cookies. So we'll bake them off, hot hold them. And then uh, from the hot holding station, we put them into a bag. And from the bag, it goes into a car, which are required to have heated seats. So oh. the uh, heat rises into the bag and keeps it warm. I mean, we're going 12 miles and there's multiple stops on these. So by the time we've hit the last delivery, it could be an hour and 10 minutes you know, from our door to their house. Um, okay. And... And so there's a lot of methods that we do to ensure that they stay warm. Um, I actually didn't start as a warm cookie company. We just delivered, you know, room temp cookies like, you know, normal people. But right. with, you know, big competitors um, like Crumble Cookies and uh, Insomnia, places like those that serve them warm, uh, we had to figure out how to navigate uh, the competition and, and give them a relatable experience. So we started doing that and, you know, really we've had, uh, maybe one to two times where people haven't gotten warm cookies due to, uh, circumstances. I mean, it gets frigid here in Spokane, you know, sometimes yeah. negative yeah. degrees. And so on those nights, yeah, it's been difficult, but, uh, the majority has, has worked out great. Okay. That's awesome. You started off by saying brew, brew I knew as soon as I was going to try to say it, I'd screw it up. But I, <laughs> brew I, like brew do. Yeah. How did you, how did you come up with the name? I mean, you made yeah. up a word, but what's the story there? Yeah. So I was, uh, at work in 2017 with one of my coworkers and, and I was just kind of telling her about the idea that I had, you know, I'm always a dreamer. So anybody that's near me, I'm always telling them my next thing or this and that, or, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I knew that, um, a baker and a bakery was my calling. And so whenever that, uh, voice arises in me, I have to answer it, uh, with everything. Um, and so, you know, I said, well, I want this, this cool punk rock bakery. I want it to feel like a tattoo shop because I wasn't a skilled artist in drawing. Um, but I loved that culture, you know, like a barbershop tattoo shop. Um, mm -hmm. and so I knew that I loved voodoo donuts. Voodoo donuts kind of had that feel. When you walked in, it was kind of edgy. It was fun. Um, you know, the donuts were all crazy. And then after working at Biscuit Bitch, you know, I had realized, oh, yeah, this is it. But uh, I had said I wanted it to be, you know, fun and exotic. And so I also wanted to offer coffee eventually. And so my uh, coworker was like, hmm, well, you brew coffee and you like the word voodoo. We know that it needs to have the, the voodoo feel. And so she was like, brew and do. And so once she said that out loud, I was like, oh my God, that is it. 
Brudu, but I hated the spelling B-R-E-W-D-O-O. I mean, it just looked ridiculous to me. So <laughs> we came up with this original spelling that makes no sense. Um, if you try and sound it out, you're going to fail. Um, um, uh, yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I so I knew, I knew that once we had it on paper and the umlaut didn't come above the U um, until we were in the final stages of graphic design and you know, my dad was like, oh, this pronunciation, you're taking a risk. You know, uh, if people can't pronounce it, that's less people that talk about it. Um, but I knew I wanted it to be its own iconic image and look, you know, like Coca-Cola. When you look at Coca-Cola, you know that that's it. Um, right. and so we added the umlaut to create the ooh sound and you know, the X is silent and it, it makes no sense at all, but yeah, I mean, that's how Brudy was formed. And, and the second I heard it, I knew that that was, and you know, names, when you're coming up with anything, whether it's a, a character on a game, a business, this or that, it is hard. It's the hardest thing. And so, uh, when I fell in love with it, it was easy, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's a, Cause it's, um, yeah, I'm looking at it like, you know, I'm on your website and I just, I just now noticed that the, the A in bakery is a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> yeah. And actually that, that symbol changes. So anytime oh, we do, yeah. Anytime we do okay. marketing, you know, for, um, St. Patrick's day, it was a four leaf clover for Valentine's day. It was oh, a heart. Um, we have since oh. changed the logo. So now it's a skull with a chef hat. Um, okay. and our so slogan is towards that edgier yeah, punk rock look. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, my dad is, he's so, uh, He's a very clean, likes it to be, uh, you know, marketable. And I said, no, I, I need some part of myself in this image. I mean, and so he finally caved and just gave me that little emblem, which is so perfect. Um, you know, it, it's still uh, recognizable, and, and but it's custom edge and, and our slogan's fresh to death. So, you know, when you get a package in the mail, we've got custom tape that has our logo that says fresh to death. And, you know, it's just this whole fun experience. So, yeah, we've finally gotten to that. So have you, uh, have you gone and gotten the, the, the chef, uh, inked on you? You know what? I haven't. Um, but I should definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta be committed to the brand, right? Amen. And I am. Yeah. I love it. What was it? I thought it was, was it Harley did it? And I think Domino's did it too. That they, they said if, if you got a Domino's tattoo, you'd get free pizzas or something like that. And people oh actually went that. out and pizzas people actually went out and, and got you know I, I know it was harley and i want to say it was domino's and people went and got harley tattoos and domino's tattoos and you know yep, there you go we're gonna have to I, do that you know there's there's your contest you know just you know mm. free cookies free cookies for life or something like that right or, you know i don't know so you you want to open up a, a, a retail space a, a public facing space yep and is it, is it going to have that kind of edgy? Oh, you know, 100%. Okay. For me, it was, uh, you know, kind of always, um, my design is inspired by like Kat Von D's LA Inc. tattoo shop. You know, so there mm -hmm. were skateboards on the wall, guitars. It had the loud rock music, the cool gothic chandeliers. So for me, you know, and I have this Dropbox file of when I was living in Seattle and working on that Biscuit Bitch. And I had put everything that inspired me in this folder to, mm -hmm. to uh, give to my dad to say, okay, this is the feel. This is what I know I want it to look like. Um, and so 
the whole idea has been based around that. But uh, when we do um, retail, yeah, it'll be uh, you know kind of like a, a, a glam goth kind of is, is the term where it's it's dark but very nice and clean and um, and fun. Cool. That'll be fun. That'll be yeah. exciting to see how that. I think Spokane will take that very well. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, we were talking before we hit record about you know Spokane um, has has changed a lot recently. Mm-hmm. It's really you know really kind of come up. So let let me transition away from your bakery for a second. When you're not baking cookies, what do you do in Spokane? <sighs> well. You know, nothing too exciting. Um, my girlfriend and I love to eat. So we pretty much eat at any restaurant we can. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've got the few that we frequent. Um, but if not, you know, not eating, we're at home, you know, hanging out with our, our dog or, okay. you know, just very generic casual things. But, you know, we love the city. Um, so, you know, Riverfront Park's beautiful. They've got the the cool waterfalls downtown. Um, you know, we'll go walk the Centennial Trail a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, just kind of getting out in nature and exploring. And, and so put you on the, the spot. Put you on the spot. Best place to grab lunch in Spokane. Oh, boy. For you. You're like, like. Let, let me, let me, I'll, I'll paint the picture a little differently. Okay. I'm going to drive to Spokane. Mm-hmm. You and I are going to get together. We're going to have lunch. Yep. And you want to take me someplace that you're, it'll, that'll make a statement. You'll be like, yeah, let's just go here. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Um, boy, you know, I, I used to work at Verace and so I love to go there for the wood fired pizza and their breadsticks, yeah. which are called the Quattro are out of this world. Amazing. Um, so good. Four different cheeses continue. on there. Con- yeah. Continue. Four different cheeses <laughs> on there. Um, they use Beecher's based out of Seattle. And awesome. then a three cheese blend that they do in-house. Um, but Verace, and then, uh, which is in Kendall Yards, and then also Umi, which is in Kendall Yards. It's a, a sushi place. Um, okay. But their atmosphere is there. I mean, they just have these these beautiful patios. You get to sit out and, and overlook the city and river while enjoying yeah. you know, a slice. They'll do the night markets. Um which is such a fun event. They'll do those on Wednesdays during the summer, which we're at. Um, Brood is a part of that. Um, okay. And yeah, I mean, Kennel Yards in, in general has such cool businesses. So if I were to take somebody out for, you know, a lunch or a dinner, it would be in one of those restaurants. Okay. All right. That's, I, I love this part, you know, where I just, you know, kind of like get people to like start sharing their, their places that are a little bit off of, you know, main the main path if you will you know yeah so it's like like where would you get a cup of coffee in seattle well if you say starbucks you know and you know what seattle actually does not have i'm gonna say it not have that great of coffee um spokane i know i know well and and i lived on first and anyway and so I guess um we're gonna okay we're gonna debate this how can you how (laughs) can you i mean I know Spokane's got good coffee. I'm I'm not going to debate that with you, but there's some amazing coffee places in Seattle. And I guess that uh, might be, let me rephrase this. The entirety of my existence (laughs) was on first Ave. And so I had only gotten to try, you know, I tried some places on Capitol Hill. um, I can't remember the names. And then there was one 
in Alki Beach, but it was one of those small Seattle chains. I can't remember the name of it. Um, two, um, two, the, something, something with a T. Um, well, it wouldn't have been, would it have been Tully's? It wouldn't have Tully's, been Tully's. Tully's yep. Yeah. I, I tried them. Um, I tried first half coffee, you know, biscuit bitch serve coffee. Um, mm-hmm. what they serve? What, what, what coffee did they Seven, did? I think is what it's called. Seven. Seven. Okay. I, could, I could be wrong. There's literally hundreds of coffee roasters. There is. Area. There is. So uh, let me. The first Ave coffee sucks. Um, the Avenue on, on First Ave or the coffee on First Ave because that's where I lived. Okay. So I would. I just tried okay. all those spots. But um, okay. for me, I've gone to try every single coffee place in Spokane, and there is so many of them. I mean, every block has a coffee stand, and every coffee stand is full and has a line. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because you travel outside of the PNW to go get coffee and nobody does it like we do. I mean, people have no idea. Um, you know, my girlfriend was just in California and she had asked for a dopio and uh-huh. they had no idea what right. a dopio was. And you go, what? Um, and so, yeah, uh, BMW coffee, just in general, we, I, I think <laughs> this might be biased, but I think we take the cake. We've got, you know, yes, we have some amazing coffee mm-hmm. roasters, got great coffee experiences. Yeah. Um, even though I'll, you know, gently poke fun at Starbucks from a touristy standpoint, next time mm-hmm. you go to Seattle, you, you absolutely should go. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Of course. Have you been to Vegas? I have. Okay. So imagine combining the overstimulation of Vegas and Disneyland into mm-hmm. a coffee experience. Right. Starbucks, the Starbucks roastery is you, you pretty much feel your wallet being emptied as you walk in. It's, it's that Vegas feel like okay. you're walking in going, I'm not coming out of here with money. I just know I'm not. And everything is copper and it's, it's absolutely just, if I lived in Seattle, I wouldn't go there because it's too much. So is it a, but, is it a, it's a touristy roast house where you can go watch oh, them yeah. make the coffee? Oh, yeah. Wow. They sell all their, their super high end uh, coffees that you can only get in the, in the roastery and they have a uh, wood fired. Uh, they bought a, I can't remember the company they bought, but they bought a wood fired uh, pizza place. They've got a wow. uh, old bar with coffee inspired drinks yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Well, so, while it's a national brand, um, at the very least it was, you know, originated in Seattle. So it has that piece of history, which is, is neat. Right. Um, right, no. but yeah, it's definitely yeah. the corporate coffee. Um, but you know, with that so being when you said, open, go ahead. Well, when you open it, put you on the spot, when you open up your, your, your retail space, have you picked your coffee yet? Yeah. So we're going to use Anvil. Um, Anvil coffee roasters. And I think I told you this story off camera, but, um, there used to be this coffee shop named Cannon coffee. It was on Cannon street, um, in Brown's edition, just this tiny, it's now Bijou, which is a little, uh, cocktail bar. Um, you know, it seats four people. Um, and yeah, it's tiny. Um, and they used to, to source their milk from a farm and standpoint, and then they used uh, Monin syrup, which not many people were using Monin syrup at the time. They were using uh, Tarani, or I think that's the name, Tarani. Yeah. And, and then they were using Anvil. And I would drive all the way from the valley down there, you know, which isn't 
you know, obviously that crazy, but to go get one vanilla latte or whatever it was, um, <laughs> it, it was so good. It was so good. And they had this little, you know, their little stamp on their cup was of Spock. Um, and so, <laughs> okay. you know, and then you okay. could just grab your little coffee, walk the cool historic neighborhood. Um, but the coffee itself was so good. And they, they used Anvil and I didn't ask him at the time, but when I was working at Brachi, um, he, the guy that owned Canon sold it and, and started a tap cleaning business. And so he would come in and clean our taps. And I didn't know that that was him. Um, and I was telling him, Oh my God, there used to be this coffee shop. And he was like, well, that's funny because I own that. Um, and I was like, no way. You got to tell me what coffee you used. And then it was Anvil. And so ever since I just, yeah, it's, that's the one. Okay. So you don't have to go through the whole testing coffees and getting second no, coffee. No, no, you know, and there's so many coffee places to choose from in Spokane. Um, and a majority of them are good. But when you have that emotional experience with whatever it is, that's why Anvil is the one for me. So. No, and that's, and you'll be able to do something great with it when you yeah. open your place. It'll, it'll be, you know, it'll be, I agree, you know, it just right. won't be the, you know, some other delicious coffee, but with no emotional connection, you, yeah. you won't, you won't pass that through. Exactly. So you're, I mean, there's so many questions I have about the cookies and all that, but when you open your retail space, you'll still do delivery at night. You're still going to keep, that's. Yeah. Um, because I think there's something exciting about getting dessert delivered to you. I don't know. It's just, you know, you, somebody shows up to your door and how can that be a bad experience? You know, Hey, here's some cookies. Um, (laughs) and they just bring you joy. So I think that I couldn't take that portion of the business away. Um, when that's how we originated and, and, you know, just driving around town and seeing all these light up toppers that say brew with cookies on them, it just creates this cool atmosphere. Um, and so I wouldn't want to pull that, um, because people have just, you know, been loving it. Um, while I might add though, that the margins are very slim when you have delivery drivers that go 12 miles because they could be gone for an hour and a half with only four orders, as opposed to having retail, so when we introduce retail, you know, we're able to, to face the customer and have that experience available, um, while mm-hmm. having delivery drivers, you know, driving. Um, and so, you know, we, we launched wholesale, um, and we're almost in, in 20 vendors, um, in under two months. And so you can pretty much find our cookies. In Spokane or where, where can people There's, find uh, your cookies? We, we've kind of, we are only in one place that's not in Spokane. It's called Grandma's Attic in OMAC. Um, It's just like a little, uh, antique, uh, retail shop, I think. I mean, I haven't been there, but from their Instagram, um, but we do ship wholesale nationwide. Um, we just, you know, we haven't really marketed it because we're, we're experiencing this growth, um, and trying, you know, trying not to force ourselves into too much, um, but just letting Mm -hmm. it happen organically. So, you know, while we have these cool 30 quart mixers here, I've got a, a two that I'm sitting next to. Uh, we, we need to upgrade them to the, the 80 quart cause we're doing so much cookie. Though. And so, you know, we're, we're doing a couple thousand cookies a week, um, wow. you know, close to four or five. And, you know, we hand scoop every single cookie, um, okay. and, you know, mix them and, and so, yeah, we're just, we're just trying to figure out how we can maximize and, and keep upgrading. Cause we're getting pretty to the point where our production's big. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, our outreach will, well, and, will start. But. 
you know, kitchen equipment's so inexpensive. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it really is. You know, it, it's not like an eighty quart mixer is the price of a new car. I mean, give me yeah, a break. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. yeah, they are about that much, aren't they? They they really are. Yeah, I mean, some of them, you yeah. know, are forty, fifty thousand dollars. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of money. That's it a lot is. of cookie dough. It, you know how many cookies you got to sell to make just the payment on that? My goodness. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't, but yeah. Right. What? So you're not open every night of the week, right? We're not, we're not seven days a week. We're not. Point. No, because okay. we haven't had a storefront. Um, we can only do so much marketing. And so without people mm-hmm. knowing where we exist and are, um, I like to cram our business into those four days to make sure that we maximize, you know, how many people we can okay. reach uh, rather than just, you know, I'd rather reach a hundred people on a Friday night than uh, 25 on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know what I'm saying? And sure, so, no, uh, um, we will expand that, uh, but just trying to make sure that, you know, I can, uh, keep growing and, and allowing it to, to be smooth. So what night of the week is the busy cookie night? Is one night busier than others typically? Saturday is always our busiest. Um, okay. Yeah. Just cause you know, uh, Friday night people are getting home from work, typically exhausted. So they, they probably go to bed earlier, but Saturdays, you know, you're one fun, exciting night. You're, you're staying up late. You can sleep in Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, our, our Saturday nights are, are busy. And then Wednesday nights are pretty busy too, because those days that were closed. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we, we keep our ordering online. And so people mm-hmm. can queue to be delivered on Wednesday. Uh, oh, okay. And so usually That's yeah, we'll, we'll have a heavy start. Yeah. Okay. And what time you so see you deliver till one. Yeah. So Wednesday, Thursday, we deliver 7 PM to midnight and then okay. Friday, Saturday, 7 PM to 1 AM. So do a lot of people really get cookies at 1230 at night? They really do. It's, it's really? pretty, it's not... yeah, it is. We were originally open till 3 AM and that was a bust. Um, okay. you know, cause the, I think, I think as the years go on and we become more established and people know that we're up and operating, um, you know, we'll stay busy throughout the, those hours, but because Spokane's not used to this urban concept, which you can find in Seattle, uh, you know, in Texas, in Los Angeles, New York, uh, as we keep growing that name, um, you know, I think we'll be busy then, but the difference between us and all those other companies that are based out of those, uh, the cities are they only do cookies. And I didn't want to just be a cookie baker. I wanted to be, you know, uh, a pastry chef that could do everything. And so being self-taught, um, you know, I, I buy my, uh, culinary Institute of America books and I'll just go through those recipes and practice and do those and, and try technique and taste and test. And, um, and so, we're going to roll out, you know, like I said, those other items, but all of those items I want to be available for delivery. So if you want ice cream, mm-hmm. deliver. If you want a slice of cake, yeah, deliver. The ice, ice cream is going to be a little tough with the heated seat. You're going to have to, it is. So you, you, you redirect it and you get um, the padded coolers with dry ice and okay. you know, then they're not going to melt for hours and we'll never be in the delivery car for hours. So it's, it's, you know, there is, there is ways around it that that become technical, but it is possible. Um, the other thing is, is coffee delivery. So, um, you know, you want to order a latte. Perfect. We'll bring it to you. Um, 
and and on those types of deliveries like you know in warm coffee we would have to shorten our range so you know if you want sure. you know it'd be four miles but the goal is to franchise Brudu to where we have multiple locations, not only in Spokane, but all over the U.S. And so having okay. this, um, this, you know, like I said earlier, when I'm, uh, I am always talking about what I'm envisioning and manifesting. And, and I always, it, it consumes every thought of my brain morning to night until it becomes, you know, uh, what it is. But um, yeah, for me, it's just having that iconic brand that was like, uh, a Dairy Queen or, um, you know, where you drive by and you just can't not stop. You got to get a cookie. You got to get some soft serve. Um, and so I wanted okay. to be able to offer that to more people outside of Spokane. So you're, you're envisioning a, a future where there's a f- opportunities to pick up your own Brewdoo Bakery franchise. Ab- absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Good for you, man. Thanks. I, just, you know, I, I, I think can't. it's, I think it's important to, to just whatever you're doing, uh, you know, for me, sky's the limit. I, if, if you listen to everybody else that when I was starting this, people couldn't believe they're like, you're going to do what you're going to run a, a, a bakery out of a train station. And I'm like, well, here's the deal. It's my only choice. So I'm either going to try it and make it work or I'm going to regret not doing it. And, and, and so I just tried it out and we've maintained five-star ratings everywhere. Um, and so I always laugh. I was like, well, we're, we're a five-star bakery out of a train station. <laughs> you know, it was just so funny. And, and uh, I think that's part of the, the experience and, and just the American dream is you can take whatever you want, whether it's nothing, and turn it into what you want it to be. And so, yeah, every day I, I set a new unrealistic uh, goal for myself that, you know, I don't consider it unrealistic, but the general public does. And people that think like that will never live their dream. And I think that's sad. So, yeah. So uh, first off, I don't know how old you are, but, but looking at you on the screen here, you're, you're not, you're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. 25. You know, you're not very, okay. So you're, you're 25, you're mm-hmm. a quarter of a century old. Yep. I had a midlife, I had a midlife crisis at 25. I thought it was. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so, but your, your, your mindset is awesome. So did your, were you raised that that way? I mean, how, where'd you get this? Um, yes and no. Uh, my, you know, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't raised with money. Um, it was, you know, I had a difficult childhood, um, you know, which I think a lot of people experience. And for me, it was always the only thing that kept me going was just that I could be whatever I wanted. And, you know, putting a barrier between myself and whoever it was that I looked up to or admired, I just didn't like that thought. I thought, no, we're the same, whether, you know, we come from different backgrounds or this or that. And, and I can be where you are. Um, and so for me, it was like a vision board in my head that I knew this life that I wanted to live. And I knew that I was never going to accept anything less because I would be unhappy. And, mm-hmm. you know, as people tell you, and as you keep getting older, life's short. And so why not just try it out? The worst that's going to happen is you fall on your ass and you have to do it again. 
which, you know, I filed bankruptcy at 23. So, um, you know, there's many things that have knocked me on my ass and said, what are you doing? You know, but it's, I would have no purpose if I didn't continue. But don't you find that you've learned maybe more from that getting knocked down? 1000%. And also growing up and, and not having, you know, money or having the coolest this or that, or having anything handed to you. I mean, you know, at 16, I was uh, mowing lawns to pay for my car insurance and phone bill. And, and, and those types of things make you hungry. And instead of just having it given to you, uh, you know that there's hard work ahead. And, and, but that creates the thought that, well, you can have whatever you want. You just have to work for it. And so yeah. I am appreciative of the way that I was raised because I, I wouldn't be so hungry. I mean, if you, mm-hmm. I listened to Dave Ramsey a lot, the, the financial advisor, and he was telling the story that his, one of his mentors said, you have to be hungry and it's not hung. It's hung because you have to emphasize that, uh, you have to really want whatever it is. And so because that I have this like burning fire in me, it's like, I can't put it out unless I get it, which is. Well, because you know, so many of us, we, we say we want something and then, mm-hmm something difficult happens. Right. And we just give up, you know, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that because, you know, I, you know, I had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, you, you don't, you don't seem to have that in you. You seem to have this, this persistence and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, dri- drive. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and you're, and you're hungry and you're selling cookies. That's, you know, it's a bad combo. <laughs> I know that's um, a great, a great combo. So while we wrap this up by you telling everybody where they can find you at and make sure you spell the name so that they can go to the website and all that, but where should people look for you guys? Um, so you can find us on all social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google, and our website is just brewbakery.com and that's B as in boy. R E A U X D O O bakery.com. Um, and from there you can ship cookies to your house. If you're local to Spokane, you can order them to your door. Um, if we're not open and you want to stop by a coffee stand, they're there. Um, if there's a coffee stand that they're not at, send us a DM and we will reach out to them. Um, yeah, you can pretty much, uh, everything's just online based for us. Awesome. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else that we need to know about? No. Nope. What didn't I ask you that we should we should bring up? I don't think anything. I, I think that uh, you know you you know what my plan five years from now is. So yeah. <laughs> I think we covered yeah, it we'll all. Check back. We're, we're yeah. going to check back in. Amen. I mean, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And then, so one last thing: cakes are going to go slices of cake. Yep, they go live in the middle of April. No set date yet, but it'll be the second okay. cake. Um, and okay. so, you know, if you've ever been to Carlos bakery, um, I, I, or I have not, yeah. So they launched uh, cake vending machines and malls. So you can just, you know, click the button and it dispenses a slice of cake. Um, and so that's what we're wanting to offer same style here to Spokane. And then you'll be able to ship the slices of cake to your door as well nationally. Um, so, so how are you, Chris, you know, we try to wrap this up and I've got more questions. Okay. How are you shipping these? How are you shipping these things so that they're, they're maintaining freshness? What yeah. You- so, uh, cookies are easy because there's no, um, 
what's the word risk they're they're the lowest risk baked good that you can do mm-hmm. um however cake is a different thing so you have to have a foam box um and you put the cake inside the foam box with ice packs and then outside of the foam box you put dry ice to keep that all cool and then you ship it to the air um and it would make it with just the dry ice, but we had ice packs for, you know, just shipping plays and things like that. And the way I learned this was, um, there's a couple bakeries that do this. Um, a big website you can order baked goods from multiple bakeries is called goldbelly.com. And so I was testing before I opened Brudu, I, I had ordered a bunch of just, you know, market research. I wanted to see how, how in the hell were they shipping cake? Sure. Market research. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And no. so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Market research and a good yeah. snack. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so that the way they came and, you know, I, I took uh, pictures, I took measurements of the boxes. I uh, looked at labels. I looked at all these cautionary things. And so, um, yeah, it's it's simpler wow. than you think, but um, yeah, it's wild to get a whole cake on your doorstep from a different state. I mean, it is so fun. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, no, I order, it, cool. I, yeah, I order it like once a month just to to have uh, just different bakeries on Gold Belly. It's just so fun. So that's yeah. pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. all right. So I appreciate you being on. This is this is uh, well, we're gonna check back in because you know. Can if you start delivering to Wenatchee, we'll, we'll we'll you know we'll 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 be there for the late night cookie delivery okay. in Wenatchee. If you want to you want to start you know driving another hundred and seventy miles or so, yeah, might as well. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll put links below so people can find you. And um, yeah, this is <laughs> just <laughs> I am impressed, man. I I am really happy for you. I'm glad you are doing this for yourself. That's good on you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. You too. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.